My lectures were valuable, but I think in everyone's like journey, you kind of have to get mentors and learn from them. But there should also be a time where you actually push them aside and do what you think is best. I think that's a fine balance. And I'm glad I took that step. Today I'm talking to an artist from South Africa, David Griesel. David, it's so great to meet you here on Zoom. Thank you, Pietra. I am really honored to be on this interview. <laughs> now, I saw your work, your um, your artwork. It's so fascinating. It's really, um, every time you post something, I'm just so amazed at what you do. And I was so just interested to hear your story. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's always wonderful to hear when something in my work re resonates with a person. So thank now, you very much. You, um, your, where did your story start? I mean, as a child, did you already draw, drew at, at a young age? Yes, um, I've basically always drawn, like when, like basically from the moment I could all day crayon or a cokey pen or something I drew. My mom even has a work framed that I did when I was two years old. So like really? I've just always, yeah, always drawn. And then during high school, I stopped for a while, just like the normal um, teenage angst and finding yourself and all that. But then like when I had to like decide what I was going to study and maybe do for the rest of my life. I just realized that drawing is one of the one constant things in my life that I've always been interested in. Um, so yeah, I just then decided, okay, I'm going to try to be an artist mm -hmm. and one thing led to another and now I'm here. <laughs> but as a, as a young child, what, did you draw things specific things because your your work is very um uh very distinctive i mean there's i've never seen anything like that before thank you yes um i've always been attracted to um fantasy and science fiction even as a young child um like especially um, C.S. Lewis, like the Chronicles of Narnia, um, J.R.R. Tolkien, obviously, Lord of the Rings. I was a huge fan of The Hobbit. Um, so I've always had that urge of escapism and kind of um, <clears throat> breaking away from my mundane world. Um, maybe living in Bloemfontein. I was born in Bloemfontein okay. in the Free State. And it's quite a... I don't know, not dull is a bit uh, of a harsh way to put it, but it's a very quiet city. There's not that much happening, really, and growing up, there's not that much things to do. So I've always lost myself in fantasy, and naturally I drew the things that I read of or I saw on TV. So I've always been inspired by things that are, like, not from this world. Mm. And and in when you were in school, did you study? We did you have art as a subject? Um, yes. Well, we um, in high school we did, 
have the option to take it as a subject. But unfortunately, to be honest, the um, art teacher wasn't really qualified. And I could just see that they just got a random person um, that's not really qualified to be a teacher. So I didn't even um, bother to take art as a subject. Luckily, my parents have always been very supportive of me. So they sent me to some um, private classes um, where I like learned some of the basics. And then I just copied a lot of artworks from books at home. My dad always made sure that I've got nice watercolors and pens and crayons and things. So uh, basically up until the point where I studied art, um, I was self-taught, but then I studied fine art. So you you uh, explored different styles before you eventually came to this style where, that you are doing at the moment. Um, yes, I would say um, when I was a teenager and younger, I drew mostly in pen and ink on paper, um, fantasy style things. And when I studied fine arts, then you kind of are forced to work in different mediums like painting, printmaking, sculpture. So that was like from my my um, early 20s was the time where I experimented um, with different media and also different, um, different subject matter. Because when you study art, it's very theoretical. And they don't want you to just draw like whimsical fantasy things. They say it's um, maybe not like deep enough or a bit um, illustrative. So there I explored different theories. But strangely enough, after I finished studying, I actually dropped out of my master's degree after about six months. I kind of reverted back to that more intuitive way of drawing. Uh, all of my ideas of just drawing fantasy and whimsical things and things that entertain me. So then I kind of combined my skills that, that I learned during my studies of fine arts with a more almost naive or intuitive way of drawing, um, I would say. I'm so glad you did that because I just absolutely love what you're doing. I love your artworks. So you then stepped out and to be true to yourself, to be true to what you want to do. And I think this is amazing. And it's, I always think people are brave to do that. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think it's a very important step. And I don't want to disregard my education or like do something like that because my lectures were valuable. But I think in everyone's like, journey you kind of have to get mentors and learn from them but there should also be a time where you actually push them aside and do what you think is best I think that's a fine balance and I'm glad I took that step so now uh, with your with your artwork um, do you do then exhibitions as well how do you um, get your art out. People can obviously buy your your. Um, do we call it drawings or or because it's not paint? What mediums do you use now? Mm. Okay. Um, well, firstly, um, I'm going to answer about where I exhibit or yeah, yeah. Um, how I present my work. Like when I like start, like after I dropped 
my studies, I actually thought I was going to be a children's book illustrator because I've um, always loved um, children's books. There's some like fantastic, like like Maurice Sendak, Sean Tan, um, like some of the best visual artists I think have also illustrated books. So that's kind of the, the like path I, I saw myself going. But what's quite interesting, I did illustrate about six children's books in like that period. That was around 2012 to 2014. Um, but I didn't enjoy it at all to um, do book illustrations. I found working with the publisher's um, director like a bit like almost stifling for my creativity. And I do understand that that is just how it works when you um, work together to um illustrate a book but I guess I'm a bit too stubborn to like do that basically so then I thought okay I'm not going to um do this because it doesn't make me happy so then I kind of pivoted into the gallery world basically fine art galleries so I just did drawings like in a very illustrative style sometimes but I just framed them and like put them on walls and kind of presented them as um, fine art. I don't actually even know what fine art means. It can be anything really, but I just started to kind of, yeah, like go into that um, fine art world. And it's worked well for me, I think, because um, I think people sometimes walk into galleries and they don't know what they're looking at. It, it can be very obscure. And I think my work is kind of playful and inviting and people just like, like seeing fun works. So that kind of, yeah, that's where I ended up basically being a fine artist. Um, and the mediums I work in is mostly drawings. Yes. Like you, you can call my work drawing, but I also do sculpture, um, bronze and resin. And I also do anim, um, anim so I'm kind of a multimedia artist, I would say. Well, when you said now that you uh, did children, uh, you know, illustrations, I was thinking actually your work is is a story. You it tells the story itself. Uh, for some, every time I see something, it's like the the drawing is the story. So uh, I can understand why you could have been a bit restrictive. You know, felt restricted mm -hmm. uh, by going to to uh, what the publisher wants, but it's amazing. Yeah, now I absolutely love it. And and you say you. so. You you also do animation. So is is the animation side of it uh, also the same type of style that you do your drawings or your illustrations? Yeah, no, it's actually quite um, interesting how that works. Like, to be honest, I don't use technology myself. So I just want to also make that clear. Um, you could say I produce um, works with an um, um, element of animation, but I work with a professional um, animator. His name is Benjamin Mitchley, and we work very closely together. And the type of works we make is, you call it augmented reality works. So basically, I draw a picture, scan it in, and then Benjamin um, does a process where he 
rigs the work, which means he can basically move it. And well, he's very like good. He's like a one of the best in the country. And then he creates a animated sequence <clears throat> of oh, the wow. work. Mm. And in this animation, which is a loop, is um, uploaded to a app called Artivive. Um, yeah. And then a person then basically looks at the drawing, like my normal traditional drawing, through the app. And then the work starts to get animated on the screen wow. of the device. And you can actually tilt it. So it's almost like a barcode. And, yeah, that has worked so well. Like people just love the fact that they can have the drawing, but then also look at it through a device. And then it like actually starts to um, animate in real time with sound effects and everything. Um, yeah, so it's like a bit of a collaborative effort. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been very effective. Well, I can I can just think that it's amazing because your work the the shapes and the for me if if I look at it 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 has movement in it itself you know your picture so it add with this added real movement then I can just imagine that it's amazing to see yeah no it yeah. like really adds a lot and the fact that my work is so narrative driven it kind of yeah. works so well to bring movement into it i've seen um other people also use this augmented technology but sometimes it can just be very gimmicky so it's just a yeah. basically like a cheap party trick but with my works i really think it actually adds that extra layer and i also just have to mention if we're talking about this my um agent dirk dernis he's the one or the person that actually saw this potential in my work and he also works with me to kind of direct Benjamin to create the animations and he also composes music so it's very much like me my Amazing. agent and the um, animator that work together to do this work. This is amazing. And so, so the music, oh, I can just imagine the music added to it is is probably wonderful. So yeah. do you have to yeah, do you have to have you have to have the app to be able to to see this? Yes, but I also I've uploaded all of the um animations on my um social media. So you can go on um my um Instagram page and all the animations are there if you just want to see how it looks. I will definitely do that. I'm going to put your Instagram um, as a link in the description so that people can, yeah, can have a look. Yeah. Now, this this way of then of the animation, do you uh, does that influence what you draw now? Do you think now? Uh, okay, so I'm thinking potentially this has to be an animation. So this is going to sort of affect how I how I do the work. Um, I'm not actually sure. I don't think so, because I, even before I even thought or knew of this technology of augmented animation, I always imagined movement in my drawings. So it's kind of actually part of my creative process or just the way I think is kind of in terms of movement and narrative. Like before I did this, I would just assume that the viewer um, 
him or herself would kind of use their imagination to create the movement that is implied in my drawing. But now that it's actually done via technology, it's great, but it's just the way I design my characters. So like, strangely enough, I don't think it has really changed the way I draw. Okay. So now you, you say this, this, a fantasy aspect this is the inspiration and this is what you what you draw um is there how do you get then inspired because you it's always something unique that you have there so is this just part of is it something you see or do you read and then these images come up what inspires uh, your work um yeah like i think I am inspired by basically um, all of my daily experiences, like even the mundane things, just because I go for walks every day and I just see some things and it kind of gets stored in my subconscious mind. And then it just, I kind of almost um, transmute it into my art. Like, so I do read as well. I like poetry, science fiction, fantasy, but also just normal, like, novels. I'm quite a big reader, so that inspires me, movies, music, or just, like, the mundane things of, like, my everyday life. Um, but, yeah, I just always have this type of fantastical lens that I see through or that I produce my work through. That kind of comes from a intuitive space I would say I don't really overthink that um and also what I can probably say is um I sketch a lot like all of my final artworks started out as very loose doodles like as a child I would like doodle in all my um textbooks in the margins <laughs> I was like a compulsive like drawer yeah. so my idea also comes through the process of drawing itself I don't necessarily think what I'm going to draw. I just start drawing and oh, then see. it develops from there, if that makes sense. Mm. Well, it's great. It's it's wonderful to think that uh, we can see now what goes on in your imagination. Yeah, I think it's quite <laughs> a, a fun way for me to express myself. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. But now, David, um. Uh, what are the wishes for you now for the future? What uh, or what is the dream? Um, well, the dream is basically to just continue what I'm doing at the moment, um, but to obviously grow. Um, like the the kind of world that that I'm building is called Duskland. Like J.R.R. Tolkien had um, Middle Earth, or Lewis had Narnia. I do see all of my characters existing in this fictitious world called Duskland. So I just want to develop that universe. And I just do that by writing more, because I write stories with my drawings. So I just see myself going forward, like um, just creating more context and more scenarios within this world. And then also um, expanding with more sculptures and making it more, a interactive experience, not just like um, a two-dimensional image, but to really bring my fantastical vision into this world. So that's kind of the dream, maybe doing a theme park one 
Who knows? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming to the theme park. Grandiose. <laughs> <laughs> but where are you based, David? I you... am in Bloemfontein. I'm back oh. in Bloemfontein. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, okay. I moved to Cape Town. Um, basically, I think was it 2015 I moved to Cape Town and that was a very important step in my career because I kind of needed to like be in a more vibrant community of artists like Bloomfield has fantastic artists but there's just not many galleries here there's no real art fairs so I needed to immerse myself in that so I lived in Cape Town for almost six years um, and then funnily enough, when um, COVID happened, I was still in Cape Town, but then I thought that I want to be back in Bloemfontein because my family and my girlfriend at that time, she's now my wife, was in Bloemfontein. So I thought I was just moving back to Bloemfontein to be with them in lockdown. But then I actually enjoyed the slower pace, the laid back vibes of Bloemfontein so much that I decided to stay. So yeah, I've been back in Bloemfontein since 2020 and I'm very much happy to be here. But my career is in Cape Town and Johannesburg because my representing gallery, I'm signed with a gallery, like they exclusively sell my works. Um, they are called um, Art at Africa. So I basically yeah, draw my work here and just use PostNet and send them all to Cape Town from where they go into the world, okay. basically. Wow. Well, I've been to Bloemfontein. I had a, uh, used to have family there, so I know what you're talking about, the slow pace. <laughs> yeah, it's nice for me. Like, I'm a yeah. person that kind of enjoys structure and mm. calmness. So it very much works for me at this stage of my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and your your art, yeah, and it's it's so nice that your art can be uh, seen uh, in different places now and and um, and also wonderfully on Instagram where I discovered you. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's the like nice thing about this line of work is you can live anywhere. It doesn't matter at, at all. Like, yeah, like in, so in Cape Town, I've got that art at Africa. And in Johannesburg, I've got a, another gallery, Julie Miller African Contemporary. They also stock my works full time. And then I, we are even going to exhibit my works in Belgium this year at a really? gallery called yeah, um, um, Atelier Louis. So okay. that'll be kind of my first major showcasing of my works in Europe. I've done one exhibition in France, but that was a small one. So, yeah, like I'm here in Bloemfontein in the middle of the free state, but my works can go wherever yeah. they need to. <laughs> well, it's time your work comes to uh, Vienna. Yes, yeah, I would love that. And what's, yeah. you know, what's um, quite um, interesting, the app I'm talking about, the um, Party Vive is actually a Viennese company. They are based in Vienna, like the really? company that like runs Party Vive. So that's just a funny little coincidence. Wow! Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you're going to come to Vienna. Um, let's make okay, the wish. 
Yeah, let's make the wish because definitely I would love to see one of your exhibitions. That would be so great, yeah. Well, David, it was so lovely to talk to you. Um, Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for these wonderful um, works that you put on Instagram so that I I can see and, and many other people will be able to see. And I'm definitely going to put the links up so that um, if people are interested that they can visit your site or then visit the galleries that that you are exhibiting your work at. Thank you, Petra. I really enjoyed this conversation. And have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks. And see you soon in Vienna. Yeah, definitely. I'll do that. (laughs) Okay, David. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.